here. Amen. And um, although we have got several that are out today, uh, some that are uh, traveling and, and out of town, uh, and but uh, we thank God for those that um, uh, the Lord has brought us. Amen. It's great uh, to have Eugene back with us today. Let's praise God for Eugene being here. Amen. It's good to have Brother Bobby back with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just great. Hallelujah. See him. Amen. In the house of the Lord. And it's also great to have Jeff with us today. Amen. Praise God. And just everybody that is here that's come out uh, to the house of the Lord today. Um, I got one more announcement and then get you to put down on your uh, calendar for next month. Uh, as you know, uh, although there was there was some devastation, and uh, uh, I don't know, I, I don't remember what the final count, that Hurricane Matthew did to the states, I believe that there was upwards about between 30 or 40 people that lost their lives here in the United States. But in Haiti, the number goes up closer to 500 and that that place the whole uh western end of that island was totally devastated uh i mean in in, in plenty in several villages there was not one house left standing and people over there are going hungry they're uh thirsty and caller Cholera is going wild again because because they don't have have no have have fresh water to drink. They're getting so thirsty they're dr drinking water from any kind of source. It don't matter how dirty it is, uh, and uh, people are uh, uh, still dying because of that. And uh, on November the nineteenth. There's going to be a Haiti Missions Hurricane Relief Dinner. And um, uh, this is being put together, and Sister, uh, uh, Sister Debbie is working and has got with the management of the Catfish House in Springfield. And the Catfish House in Springfield is going to help with this. And there's going to be a Hurricane Relief Dinner uh, on November the 19th at 4 p.m. Uh, and uh, it come, and there's, there's going to be some flowers sent out about this. This is just an, an early uh, to let you know. And um, uh, they are asking for donations of some items. They're going to uh, have a place set up there, uh, somewhere there in the restaurant. There's going to be a silent auction. Uh, and all this is going to, going to help uh, send food uh, and needed supplies to Haiti. Uh, I, I cannot overexpress the devastation that's going on, and uh, 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 it's uh, it don't seem like the people of Haiti can get a break. Uh, I mean, it's one uh, devastation after the other. And we have got many of the body of Christ there. 
men and women who are Holy Ghost filled and baptized in Jesus' name. Um, uh, well, one of the schools uh, that um, that we support, uh, it's the, the roof's been completely tore off of it and damaged real bad. And uh, uh, the, of course, the biggest issue uh, is to get food and water to people because some of uh, some of the uh, the areas cannot be gotten to because roads being washed out, bridges washed out, and uh, there's still a lot of people that they haven't been able to get to to even check on. And uh, uh, sometimes it's hard for us in America to understand the gravity of, that, of situations like that because even though we've had disasters, we ain't never seen nothing in this country uh, uh, quite like this unless you go back many years like um, the, uh, you know, the San Francisco earthquake and something something of that nature many years ago. But be in prayer for the people of Haiti, if you will, and we'll be telling you more about this as we get closer to it, but that's been set up. Uh, up for the 19th of November at, at the Catfish House there in Springfield. And so please uh, uh, remember that. Hallelujah. We're going to get started in, in the Word uh, right now. We'll get service again to uh, tonight. This month, uh, we have five Sundays in this month. So um, uh, you know when we do, it does roll around. We have a fifth uh, Sunday. That Sunday night, we have it as a fellowship, and we don't have a uh, service on that Sunday night. gives people to go other places to fellowship or you, uh, whatever how you choose to use that. But that, uh, will, be, um, that will be on the, the final Sunday night of this month. But we will be in service uh, tonight. You love the Lord, say amen. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Um. I request your prayers uh, this morning as God, as I try to deliver this message, and I'm not going to rush it, even though I'm looking uh, at that clock, and that clock is always usually on Sunday morning, especially my enemy. Uh, I'm not going to rush it. If I have to finish it tonight, I will finish it tonight, but uh, there are things that are happening and going on that's got my spirit really stirred. And I feel, I feel a strong unction from the Holy Ghost. That God has, and, and although I've been ministering for several years, Uh, in in two more years, if the Lord allows, it'll be 50 years. I've been preaching this gospel. But even though I have been ministering for such a long time, I feel in my spirit that I've not yet come to fruition of what God has raised me up for. And I have mentioned this time by time down through the years. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I'm not no 
I don't profess to be no prophet. God has got people that he's raised up as prophets. But I also know that God has placed something within me and given me something many years ago that I know that in this last day, right before his coming, God is going to use various people to speak out and give people warning on about what is happening in relation to the times. And I really feel from the bottom of my heart that is part of my my calling. And that it's not come to fruition yet, but I believe it's soon too. I'm going to take you to the book of Isaiah. the 28th chapter. And I want to read verses 14 through 16. And this is what it reads like. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord. Ye scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Now, I want to tell you what he's talking about right here. When he says, you scornful man that rule this people, at that time he's talking about both the political leaders and the religious leaders that was leading the people in that day. He called them scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death. And with hell we are at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made our lives our refuge. Try to let the Spirit of God speak to you today as we minister. We have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Verse 16, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion, and I realize the city of Jerusalem was built on the hill called Zion. But you've got to understand also in the realm of the Spirit, Zion is the church of the Most High God. I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone. A sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Fathers, we come today. We honor your word. We thank you for your presence. And I'm asking you for your direction right now to speak to us, God, what you would have us to say today. 
and let us know what you would want us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, let the church say, you can be seated. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, The Only Way That We Can Stand. The Only Way That We Can Stand. Church, we are beginning to enter a season of time, the like of which this generation has never seen before. There has always been, if you study history, and I, uh, I've always been a lover of history, and I, I, I study it. And if you study history, you will know there's always been struggles, there's been conflicts, and evil rulers who have placed themselves as God ever since Adam sinned. And Satan stole dominion away from mankind. But the Word of God tells us that at the end time, there will be a time, and let me say a season, of trouble unlike the world has ever known. You better get ready. You better prepare because it's coming. I don't like to be called a prophet of doom. And I dislike having to mention the things that we know that is fixing to come upon this world. I had rather speak to you about the joy of the Lord and the blessings of knowing God. But I stand as a watchman on the wall today to let you know that playtime is over. We're in a season of time that the world has never seen. To show you what I'm talking about, the prophet Daniel, many years before Jesus was born, spoke of this time. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even into that same time. That, my friend, is the word of God. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. That is the joy out of what I'm saying today. I don't have no hope to give the world. I don't have no hope to give the governments of this world. I'm, the only hope I can give you at all is that you are steadfast, amen, and in the church of the living God, and that you've been born again, and you've laid down the sins of the world, and you've decided. 
Lord Jesus, those people are the only ones I can give any hope to today. There is a way that you can stand. And it's going to be the only way that any of us can stand. The political leaders of this nation and also other nations around the globe are leading the whole world down a path towards destruction. Just like the leaders of old did before God destroyed Jerusalem and scattered the people leading many into captivity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I'm here to tell you today, it is not all gloom and doom. But God has got a people that he has set aside. And it's your choice, mister. It's your choice, sister. For are you going to be one of those that's going to still be standing when the smoke clears? Hallelujah. God has raised me up to preach this end time word. Amen. That there's coming a time of trouble and we better get ready for it right now. The political leaders, they're taking all nations down to a path towards destruction. It's going down and it's going down fast. But I'm going to tell you something. There will be deliverance during this time for those whose names are written in the book of life. Hallelujah. Those who are standing on the sure foundation of God and who keep the commandments of of his word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have not seen anything yet. And it amazes me how the devil is working over time. And under, right under the nose of everybody, and nobody recognizes it. I'm going to tell you something. There's a reason for all the crap and all the hype that's going on right now in this country over the coming election. The devil is using... ABC, CBS, and NBC to get everybody's mind off of what's really working. We are much closer to World War III today than we was last Sunday. Putin this past week, made a call for, and these are his exact words, for all Russian citizens that are abroad anywhere in the world to come home to the motherland. Now, a lot of people don't seem to think that what's going on in Syria matters to everybody else in the world because Syria is just a small place. But I'm going to tell you something.
that right there, amen, is going to be the catalyst that's going to draw two world powers together into conflict. But what's going on between Russia and the United States, the majority of the people in the U.S. Have, do not know nothing about it because we're being fed all this junk about Hillary and about Trump. That's all on the news. Something else happened this week that most people don't know. This Thursday, the United Nations, and you better praise the Lord that God has got an avenue by which you can understand and you can hear this is going on. The Israeli government has reacted angrily because on Thursday, a United Nations body made a resolution that failed to mention any link between Judaism and its holy sites in Jerusalem. This is what they declared, the United Nations, to declare that Israel has no connection to the Temple Mount and the Western Wall is like saying China has no connection to the Great Wall of China and that Egypt has no connection to the pyramids. So said the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu. They passed a resolution on Thursday. The only spot that the Jews have right now that's holy is that, is that Wailing Wall. That's, that's the only thing left that wasn't destroyed back in 70 A.D. And ever since the seven of, uh, in, in 1948, the Jews have been going to that and praying at that wall night and day. They, they, can't, they can't go to the, on top of the mount because the Muslims has got uh, the mosque of Omar built there on that holy site. So all we've got is that waiting wall. And they go there and they pray night and day for the coming of the Messiah. But the United Nations had the gall to say that the Jewish people have no right to that holy site and that it should be turned over to the Muslims, the United Nations. A spokesman for the Palestinian president, Mohammed Abbas, said 
this is what the president of the Palestinians said. This is an important message to Israel that it must end its occupation of the land of Israel and recognize the Palestinian state and Jerusalem as her capital. That was signed into executive order this past Thursday by the United Nations. And because all the other junk is going around, this stuff is going on right and open, but yet nobody is realizing. Nobody is seeing. This thing is coming together, and we're sitting on a giant powder keg, folks. If you're in the church right now, and you, know of the goodness of God, and Jesus is living in your heart through the means of the Holy Ghost, you better thank God because that's going to be the only way that you're going to be able to stand. This thing is fixing to fall down around everybody, my friend. Hallelujah. We've, been, we've had it preached to us for years. Brother Hell preached to it all his life. Many, many others preached it. We are now seeing it fulfilled. The time ain't coming, but the time is now. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. That declaration that the United Nations made gives them, they think, the authority to go in and take Jerusalem by force with army made up of the United Nations if Jerusalem don't give it up on its own. And you and I know that even though there's battles of brewing in different other parts of the world, that right there is where the final battle is going to be. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm telling you, if you haven't made your calling and election sure, if you haven't laid down this world and made a decision to follow the Lord, if I was you, I wouldn't be waiting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What I'm telling you now what has just happened and taken place has lit the powder keg that could go off any time. Hallelujah. Amen. Russia is flexing her muscles. And I know a lot of people said, well, what the preachers used to preach all the time about the Russia coming against Jerusalem and covenant, covenant the land couldn't be right because Russia fell. Listen to me tell you something. I told this congregation when it happened, when the iron curtain fell in the other church I told you then God has only allowed that to happen for a short time so people in Russia would have a chance to hear the gospel hallelujah amen but she was going to come back with a vengeance hallelujah yeah. 
and it's it's happening. It's happening. During this time of trouble, the world will begin to fear and literally panic when they see everything that they have based their hopes and their lives on crumbling underneath them. You see, I've been laying up my treasure in heaven. Hallelujah. I never had had very much in this in this life. But God, don't get me wrong, God always takes care of us. He gives us above and beyond what we need. Glory to God. Before us building wealth and a portfolio, never have been able to do that, but I don't have no desire for that. Hallelujah. Because all these people in the world that's been building this stuff, amen, are dependent upon the world, amen, and the system of the world. When they begin to see all this stuff crumble and fall, what they... What have you been putting your hope upon, folks? What have you been putting your trust in? This time of trouble is going to sweep fear across this world like you could not imagine. Hallelujah. The world at this time will fear and panic. And I'm fixing to show you something from the scripture I just read. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish this tonight. Hallelujah. You need to. You need to be back here that you can hear this. I can't, I can't finish it. Hallelujah. But I'm going I'm to give you just a little bit and I'm going to close. I'm going to show you about the panic that God's already said is going to happen when they see everything that they have based their hopes on come crumbling into the dust. In Luke 21, uh, verses 25 and 26, there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity. When you, when you look at that word perplexity and you look it up in the Greek, it led me to this. Perplexity is where, when you get to where you're beyond knowing what to do. Not being able to comprehend how to get out. They're going to look for a way out and there ain't going to be no way out. The whole world is going to be in perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them from what? From fear. Having heart attacks because of fear. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. There's coming a panic around this world. But during this time of panic, there will be those who will stand and not fear. It will be those who have stayed true to the foundation and not wavered. Over the past several years, 
not only have I seen the world change, but I've seen the church change. I've seen the world get more churchy and the church get more worldly. Instead of the church leading the world, the world has been leading the church. We don't seem to feel like that we got to do it this way no more. Those people back then, they believed that way. So let me tell you something. Truth, if it's truth, uh, hallelujah, it's the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Truth does not change, and it can't be altered, not even when there's different seasons. Truth will always be truth. And if it was a sin and carried you to your soul to hell 20 years ago, it still will carry your soul to hell today, my friend. Those in the church who stood true to the foundations, not only have we been laughed at by people in the world, but we've been laughed at by other people in the church. Thinking we're old fogey, and it ain't quite like what we say it is. But I'm going to tell you, friend, when this stuff starts going down, those people, those people that stood on the foundation and haven't wavered, glory to God, they're going to be standing while the rest of them who's watered it down and compromised their belief, hallelujah, and decided it's all right to be more like the world, hallelujah, they're going to be fearing. They're the ones going to go through panic, but there's a people that's going to stand. Give God praise. I'm going to go back to my opening verse in Isaiah. And I'm going to read it again. But I'm going to read it in three different translations of the Bible. If you remember, it said... In Isaiah 28 and 16, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. I realize there's a lot of things I'm slow on. There might be some of you understand fully that part about shall not make haste. But I've always kind of wondered about that. What in a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. God, what does that mean, shall not make haste? Those who believe shall not make haste. I'm going to read that again, Isaiah 28 and 16, in the New American Standard Version. Look at what he says. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a testament. See, 
he's in Isaiah at that time, Jesus wasn't born yet. He hadn't come. And Jehovah was saying, I am laying. I'm going to lay in the future. There's going to be a, a stone that's going to be laid in Zion, a tested stone. We all know who that is. A costly cornerstone. Let me tell you something. What Jesus did for you costs something, brother. Here. How many people in this assembly this morning, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there have been times in your past that God has healed you? Let me see your hands. I mean, can't nobody tell you no different. You know God has healed you. That, that healing that you got cost something. It was costly. By his stripes. 49. For 39, excuse me. With that Roman cat of nine tails. Chips of bone tied to the end of that, those uh, leather things and rocks. That it would hang into his flesh as it wrapped around him. And it would hang like a, if you ever got a fish hook in you, could know a little bit of how it feels. They would jack it and the flesh would pull off of him and hang like ribbon. God has ever healed you. That healing caused something. If God has ever forgiven you and saved you from a devil's hell, it caused something. But yet the church, so many of us today are following our own stubborn will, not listening to the Word of God, not listening to the ministers of God's sins. Hallelujah, doing their own thing. Hallelujah, not submitting themselves, not realizing that what they hold dear costs dearly. I'm laying in Zion a cornerstone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone. For the foundation firmly placed. He, now remember, King James says, shall not make haste. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. You're going to see just here in a couple minutes of what I was talking about when I said, when the rest of the world begins to panic, there's going to be a group of people that's not going to fear and not going to have panic. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. Let's do that again in God's Word translation. This is what the Almighty Lord says. I'm going, see, future tense. That was back in Isaiah 750 years before Jesus came. I'm going to lay a rock in Zion. A rock that has been tested. A precious cornerstone. A solid foundation. Glory to God. Go ahead. Bring the next one up there. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. 
No, no, go, go back. You, we missed part of that. We didn't get all that verse. This is what the Almighty says. I'm going to lay a rock in Zion, a rock that has been tested, a precious cornerstone, a solid foundation. Hallelujah. Next verse of that. Evidently, it didn't get put up there. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what it says. Whoever believes in him will not worry. I don't know why they did. They whoever put, put it up there didn't get that last part. But remember, the first king, the King James says, shall not make haste. Then the second one would come along and said, shall not be disturbed. Now, this translation said, he who believes in him shall not worry. I don't have to worry about what's coming upon this world. There's going to be people panicking, running to and fro. Their hearts are going to fail them for fear. But I, I stood up on that foundation a long time ago, and I've stayed true to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to glorify myself because I understand it's by his grace I've been able to do it. I understand that. But there ain't been nothing that God has revealed to me that I've ever went back on. At one time, I didn't understand who Jesus was. I was raised in the church, but I didn't understand who Jesus I thought Jesus was a prophet, a good man. Even, I, I quoted John 3.16, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's the Son of God. There come a day, there come a turning point that God gave me revelation of the mighty God in Christ. And I've seen, brother, who he is. And I've stood on that foundation since day one. I've lost family. I've had my own family members I went through years and didn't have no kind of relationship with my family because I broke a long heritage of people in the phenomenal world. People didn't understand. Oh, you're young, Brother Sammy. Amen. You're a good preacher. Don't you understand with your roots goes back from your daddy to your granddaddy to your great-granddaddy? You'll wind up passing the church with two, three thousand members. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When God shows you something, you better stay with it. I don't care. Come hell or high water. If everybody in your too many people still in the church are still close to their natural family. They say they love God, but when things get rough, they always go to blood rather than spirit. Yeah. 
Jesus said, I come to sit at variance between family members. There comes a time you've got to make a decision what side you're on. And those people who side with the Lord, they're not going to have to worry. I've got to close. Let me give you one more translation of Isaiah 28 and 16 in the Amplified. Therefore, the Lord God says this. Listen carefully. I am laying in Zion a stone a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the secure <laughs> foundation firmly placed. He who believes, then it's got there in the, in, in the brackets, in other words, who trusts in, relies on, and adheres to that stone will not be disturbed or give away in sudden panic. That's why King James said, and I never did understand it all. He said, he's going to lay that, that stone. He who believes shall not make haste. The Lord God said, he who trusts in what he believes in all the heart, he ain't going to have to make haste. He ain't going to have to go searching death. Amen. He ain't going to start running and hiding. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're on the foundation. Glory to God. The only way that we can stand. I'm going to sing a chorus. I'm going to open these altars. There might be some people here who never has made a commitment.